Welcome to the Women's Fitness and Health Revolution podcast. There is so much noise on the interweb these days about what women should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to their fitness and health. Not only is it all too often tied to shame and fixing our bodies, it can also be incredibly detrimental to our health and wellness overall. The Women's Fitness and Health Revolution podcast sorts through the BS and offers advice and actionable tactile steps to support and build a better relationship to your amazing body through every stage of womanhood. It aims to break the cycle of keeping women in the dark about their extraordinary machines and revolutionize the way we move, eat, and live so that our daughters and our daughters' daughters look in the mirror and feel exactly what they are. Fierce, beautiful, and capable of everything. The revolution starts here. Hello, hello, hello. What is happening? Welcome to the Women's Fitness and Health Revolution podcast and our last little chat together before 2024 is upon us. What? I know. Honestly, it cray. Because the new year oft brings with it goals to start the moving and the grooving, I wanted to set you up with a plan of action to start strength training well and in a way you could sustain all the way through the next new year and beyond. I do work with a lot of ladies newer to strength training, and I've noticed over the years that one thing I see happen a lot is an expectation that we should just be good at exercise right off the bat. But here's the thing. Exercise is a total skill. Right now, I have clients who are a dentist, social workers, a screenwriter, a plumber, professional mom extraordinaire, to name a few, and you, my darling, have your own unique expertise in your own unique field. And whatever that incredible expertise is, no matter what it is, I bet when you got started, you weren't immediately perfect at it. I mean, maybe you had no idea where you were getting started. You just knew that you were super into it and wanted to do it. But for whatever reason, with fitness, people open up Instagram, see other folks throwing weights around or jumping off eight-foot boxes, and suddenly we assume that we should just inherently be able to do the same things. So I think it's all sorts of important to remind all of my clients and myself sometimes, especially those of us who are new to fitness or newly back or just starting to get the itch to try it on, to be gentle with ourselves and to approach fitness from a place of patient adventure because I tr- it, it truly is a skill just like anything else. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you didn't study with the National Academy of Sports Medicine or clock thousands of hours in gyms, nailing reps, or completing continuing education units on training theory and mixed modalities, although it is a lot of fun. And even if you have rocked a gym membership before, going into training with a scientifically based plan of action and acute attention to form and foundation is so different. So as a reminder, not only are skills something that you have to learn, we then have to put them into practice. And there in lies the patience and the adventure. Like I said, I think it's easy for us to go on socials and see fitfluencers who literally work out for a living and find ourselves falling under the false pretense that if I'm just dedicated enough, I can look and do the same. I mean, Shouldn't I be good at it if I just copy them? And the answer is 
maybe sometimes, sometimes you might get some kind of result following these accounts. But if you're missing that form and foundation, the longevity piece of your training is tenuous. Not to mention that these fitfluencers, they literally get paid to be outrageously fit. And generally, they have a genetic advantage that already sets them into a different category. So will you get the exact same results? Most likely, nah. When I was fitness director at John Reed in downtown LA, it was my first real exposure to see just how unrealistic a fitfluencer's workout plan is for the average human. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the word fitfluencer, these are these people you see on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram who are all shades of shredded and just taking all these beautiful videos they are doing these intense workouts and you're like wow they literally look like they just woke up fresh from bed so they're the people who are you know millions of followers just super jacked that's a fitfluencer the majority of these fitfluencers that I would see in downtown LA would spend upwards of three hours almost every single day in the gym So are we starting to get an idea of why it's a little unrealistic for an average human? And then on top of the amount of time they'd spend in the gym, they'd then, for these shoots, for their platforms, would set up multiple cameras, multiple lights, make sure that they got the best angles. Right after they were freshly vascularized, so when their muscles and skin were tight and dehydrated and completely activated and rippling after three hours of exercise which they then proceeded to take about a million and a half photos of one posture so they could pick the perfect one to post and then sell you a 30-day program that gives you questionable 45-minute workouts that allegedly mimic their training protocols and promise you extreme makeovers. So while a lot of things you see can feel common sense, isn't it just a squat or a lunge or a forearm plank? It actually isn't. Because on top of them spending a ton more time in the gym, having also done this for many, many years, behind that squat, behind that lunge, behind that forearm plank, there's a science to learning these skills. There's a need for proper form and foundations like balancing, foundational movement patterns, muscular endurance, multiplanar movement, not to mention thoughtful programming. And so I do just like to remind you that these things take practice. Fitness is a lifelong journey and it's going to look different for each of us and on each of our bodies with each of our busy lives. It's a unique journey to ourselves. You can listen to this podcast and I love that you do. You can watch YouTube channels and Instagram reels and try to take it all in. But until you start understanding the basics and practicing them correctly over and over, literally getting your reps in, unfortunately, there's just no cheat codes for suddenly being magnificent at exercise. That's literally why I created the program Strength Foundations for Women. It's a 10-week online group coaching program that not only sets you up with workouts that get you foundationally stronger so that you can get the most out of every workout going forward, it also incorporates coaching calls where we go over and give you chances to practice with a coach proper form so you know for certain if you're lifting properly and safely. This puppy runs twice a year and our next session opens in February and I am 
so excited. And if you're interested in more info or tips along the way or discount bonuses exclusive to early action takers, please feel free to hop on the commitment free wait list. I'll drop it in the show notes. I would love to tell you more about it. I would love to help you get started on your fitness journey. And also, in the meantime, let's dive into how to start taking action steps on your own to smarter, longer lasting strength training with this quick four step action plan. Starting at the very beginning with number one, know where you are going, aka make a plan. I know this may seem simple, but it is the bedrock for a lasting fitness journey. Showing up without a plan is like going on a road trip without a map. You may see some pretty cool stuff along the way, but before you know it, you're lost, exhausted, and you're ready to go home. I don't want you throwing in the towel on your fitness journey, so let's get specific. First, a plan, much like that nifty road trip analogy I used, needs a destination. What is it you want from your workouts right now? It's totally okay if this changes over time. It probably will. I know it definitely has for me, and that's great. But what do you want right now? Is it to get stronger, more flexible, more consistent? Once we have an idea of what we want and where we're going, we get to reverse engineer our workouts. And it is my firm belief after 10 years of working with clients that we need both strength training and mobility. So finding a way to fit both of these in ahead of time is super helpful. So for thinking of our fitness as long-term, I like to batch programming into four to six-week cycles. So if you're new to fitness or newly back, I humbly suggest that for your first four to six-week cycle, plan on two strength workouts and two mobility workouts per week. Or if that just seems like too much, two strength workouts and then shorter mobility weeks or shorter mobility workouts throughout the week. So like 10 to 15 minutes in the morning or evening. Now... Now that we have this, those two strength, two mobility, or multi-mobility, consider how much time you realistically have to train. If you're just getting started, again, I would aim for 30 minutes of workout. And yeah, it would be super fun to get to 60 minutes eventually, but 60 minutes is a lot of time when we're actually putting it into practice. And I've seen a lot of folks start super strong and excited with 60-minute workouts only to fizzle out by the end of January because they are either too physically tired or it was too hard to sustain in their busy work day. Because think about how many hours a day you're awake. If you dedicate one whole hour to training plus the time it gets to travel if you're working out at a gym, that takes up a pretty significant amount of your day. So make it easy to start showing up to your workouts. Lower that barrier to entry. Starting with shorter amount of time allows you to build consistency with having exercise as a part of your normal schedule so that after that first four to six weeks, showing up to our workouts becomes more and more of a no-brainer, right? And pretty soon we have this dedicated time in our schedule that wasn't there before. Two, so now we have this macro plan. Four to six weeks of 30-minute workouts two strength training, and two mobility or yoga workouts per week. So now it's time to jump into those specifics. Which days and at what time will my workouts be? You can decide this for a full month or the full four to six weeks if you have a pretty consistent schedule, or you can go week to week if that's easier with your schedule. What I wouldn't do would be saving it on a day-to-day basis and deciding then if you're going to show up for your workout. It becomes 
way too easy, especially when we're just getting started, to suddenly be 10 days into that whole I'll get started tomorrow cycle. And there's nothing wrong with it. We've probably all been there. I know I have, but it is a hard one to break. And I want you to succeed and not start building more shame around your workout. So having a plan of action and literally scheduling it into your calendar is a great way to help start ensuring that we're carving out time for our fitness, which brings us to three, the fun part. What the H are we even going to do in our workouts? So remember, exercise is a skill and it's a science. Ooh, you want to make sure that you're training your whole body each week, especially getting started. You've probably heard the whole old don't skip leg day. And for my ladies, please, please, please don't skip upper body. Our whole skeleton needs love. So let's talk about what we need to hit each week when we are new to exercise and newly back. And honestly, if you've been doing this for a while, these are good things to incorporate a couple times a month anyway, or all the time for this first one. One, our eight foundational movement patterns, squat, lunge, hinge, press, row, overhead press, plank, rotation. These are the foundation of every lift you will perform in the future, and they are incredibly functional to support healthy movement patterns in your day-to-day life. Next up, we have balance. Okay, let's play a game. I know, it's going to get crazy. If it's safe to do so, I want you to stand up. Are you standing? I'm going to take that as a yes. Now lift your right leg off the floor and balance on your left leg. Stay there. Stay there. Don't touch anything. Stay there and set it down. Let's switch and try the other leg. Okay, so here's the deal. You can hang out there if you want. If you're like, wow, this is super fun. If that was a total cinch, I want you to try it again, but with your eyes closed. So maybe pause me, give it a try, close down those eyes. And if that's easy, try adding a twist or a squat. And again, feel free to pause the podcast, give it a try and jump back on. And the reason we're doing this is because balance is hugely important, not just only helping with aging, because balance, my friends, is one of the first things to go as we age. And falls are hugely responsible for landing elderly folks in hospital beds, which will lead to further muscle atrophy pretty fast and even death. But it also is how we optimize our lifts. If we're unable to easily balance on one leg, then without a doubt, when we squat, when we hinge, etc., we're performing those exercises with unbalanced muscles, which means either one side is overcompensating or the wrong muscles are firing, we're pulling our skeleton out of alignment, and we're far more prone to injuries, including but not limited to ankle, knee, hip, low back injuries. So not only are we not training the muscles we're targeting, which is a waste of time, there is a much higher chance that we will sustain an injury somewhere down the line, which could take us out of our fitness from weeks up to years. Because like I mentioned earlier, getting into fitness, in my book, just having watched it rinse and repeated, is the hardest part of a workout. Showing up is the hardest part. So every time you show up, I want you to give yourself a big old pat on the back because you done did it. All right. That brings us into three, training multi-directional movements. 
We aren't go-karts on tracks, y'all. Humans move forward, we move backwards, we go side to side, up and down, round and round, rotationally, everywhere in between, so we have to train for it. Four, muscle endurance training. Okay, bear with me, because here comes that science I promised you. We don't just jump into heavy lifts or high-intensity workouts. Exercise at its core... (laughs) is about our body receiving external input, i.e. lifting or stretching, and then the brain responding to said input. So actually, exercise is just as much about brain training as it is anything else. This is called neuromuscular control, and it is the make or break of a good exercise plan and exercise longevity. How do we build said neuromuscular control? Well, honestly, I am... So glad you asked. Along with the aforementioned balancing and multidirectional training, we also need to slow down. Focusing on higher rep ranges at first, so that's the amount of time we do an exercise, anywhere from 10 to 15 reps with a 4-2-1 tempo. That's our muscular endurance building tempo. So a 4-2-1 tempo means that we're hitting a 4-centric or excuse me, a four-second eccentric movement, which is where your muscle gets longer, holding an isometric position for two seconds, that's where we hold a posture without moving, and perform the concentric movement for one second when that muscle gets shorter. So for example, for building muscular endurance of a quad in a squat, this would be lowering into the squat for a one count as your quad contracts or gets shorter, holding at the bottom of your squat for two seconds, and then coming up from the bottom of the squat to standing at a four count as your quads lengthen, aka they're fighting against gravity and you're slowing down. And fun fact, if you wanted to hit your booty because it's on the other side of your quads, you just flip those numbers. So you go down slow as your glute lengthens, hold at the bottom for two and contract the glute up for one. So see what I mean? There is a science to exercise and that's kind of just the surface. So please, if you're feeling overwhelmed by this, do not worry. There is a reason I said at the top of this that exercise is a skill that needs to be practiced. And this would be another great reason to jump on the wait list for Strength Foundations for Women. We will have modules where we go over all of this together and you can ask me any and all questions because I could talk about this forever and ever and I hope that I do. A couple of ways that I like to program my own workouts for my strength beginners or newly backs are two main ways. I split the program. So remember we're doing two strength training per week. I either split them between at least first push and pull. So one day we focus on things like squat, shoulder presses, chest presses, and then the other we do hinges and rows. Another way that I like to break it up is lower body, upper body. So one day we focus all on lower body. The next we focus all on upper body. Some weeks I'll do two total body days. Maybe one will focus on balance and the other will focus on endurance and core. So those are just a couple things to sort of start loosely thinking about. I do program balance and rotation into these strength training days as well, but you can also really start to nail these on your two yoga mobility days. Or like I said, if you need to do slightly shorter mobility days more frequently, that's a big reason why mixed modality or the reps model, as we call it here at Women's Fitness and Health Revolution podcast, is truly the gold standard of training. Okay, we're back to our action step plan. 
We're on our final one. It's for, it's a biggie, track your progress. Now, remember way back when I used that road trip example? Tracking our progress is essentially the equivalent of using milestones to see how far we've come. To track, you can use paper and pen, spreadsheet, an app, notes on your phone, really anything that's easy for you to toggle back and see what you did previously. The things we're looking to track, especially early on, we're looking at the number of reps we did. So again, that's the amount of times you did one exercise. The number of sets, that's the amount of times that we performed a set of reps. So if I did squats, I would say, let's say I did bodyweight squats. I did 15 bodyweight squats. So I did 15 reps. And then I did that three times. So for three times, I did 15 bodyweight squats. We also want to think about tracking, not think about, we want to track the weight. So as we start to add weight, we want to track. So maybe if we start overhead presses with five pounds and they felt really easy, next time we might go up to 7.5. And we also want to track the amount of rest we're taking. So maybe we start with longer periods. So I do 15 bodyweight squats. I rest one minute and then I do 15 bodyweight squats again, rest one minute, do 15 bodyweight squats again. Over time, maybe instead of resting 60 minutes or 60 seconds, I shorten it to 45 seconds or 30 seconds. And then finally, you want to track how you felt after. And that's going to be a really great way to get started. So your reps, the number of sets, the weight you used, the amount of rest you took, and how you felt after performing those sets. This not only gives you a sense of how far you've come, yay, it also gives you a good idea of where to start your next workout. So using that example I set with the squats, if you did three rounds of 15 bodyweight squats last workout and it was easy peasy, it's probably time to either start slowing down the squats, so adding that 4-2-1, adding time over tension to make it a little heavier that way, or start adding weight to your squats. A good aim for strength training to know when you're in the pocket with a good rep count is to start paying attention to how you feel when you're done with an exercise. The goal is to have one to two more reps in the tank once you've finished your final set. So if you get to the end of your third set and you are completely gassed, you couldn't do another rep if I gave you a million bucks or a herd of chihuahuas, which is my dream, then you went too hard. Or on the other hand, if you get to the end of that third set and you feel like you could just literally keep going forever and ever, you didn't go heavy enough. This will definitely take some time getting used to as you get to know your body and as you work on form, which is always the first most important thing to nail. But this is why it's especially helpful to start tracking. Again, in Strength Foundations for Women, we go over all this goodness and I'm here to help you slay, baby. So to wrap it up, if you are looking to start strength training in the new year and Gosh, oh golly, I hope you are because it is truly the best way to age well across the board. Please make sure you have a plan as to where you're going, both as an overall goal and then a sense of what you're looking to achieve for the next four to six weeks. Then break down and plan your workouts for the next four to six weeks, both by setting actual dates and times to work out ahead of time so you stick to them and making sure that your workouts include the eight foundational movement patterns balance, multi-directional movements, and muscle endurance exercises, that 4-2-1 rep tempo. And lastly, please make sure that you are tracking your workouts so you can not only celebrate how far you've come, but know how many reps to do and what weights to grab before starting your next workout. Again, strength training or strength foundations for women is an awesome personal trainer in your pocket option to start 
jumping into your strength training. But we'll also be doing future episodes here to start breaking down some more of the elaborate topics further. And if you have any questions in the immediate future or requests for a podcast topic, please, I would love to hear it. You can drop into my Insta DMs at kinsey.does.the.fitness or email me at kinsey.dement at gmail.com. I love talking about this stuff and I love even more that you are looking to start taking care of your amazing body. So do not hold back. All questions are welcome. Like I said, give me the mic. I could talk about this for hours. So with that, I'll cut myself off. So we've got, we, we only have a little bit of 2023 left. Let's go enjoy it. So until next time, ladies, happy getting stronger. Happy freaking new year. And ah, roo, ooh.